a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Be who you are. Don't try to, like, fit into the mold that someone else says you should be. All right, everybody, welcome back to the TNQ Podcast. I'm your host, Marcus Luttrell. Every week, it's my job to fire you up, to ignite the legend inside of you, and to push you to your greatness. Join me every week as I take you into my briefing room with some of the most hard-charging people on the planet. They're going to show you how to embrace the suck of life, teach you the values of working your ass off, and charge through whatever life throws at you. This is the Team Never Quit Podcast. Podcast. So buckle up, buttercup. Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Team Never Quit Podcast. As always, thank you guys for listening and watching. Please go hit that like and subscribe button wherever you get your show. So today, before we introduce our very special guest, let's kick it off with our Patreon question of the day, which is, would you recommend the last documentary that you watched, and what was it? The last one that I watched was the one on Johnny Manziel. It was very interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't even remember what the name was, but... Would you recommend it? Yeah. How about you, Corey? I watched the one about living to... I love documentaries, so I watched the one about living to 100. Have y'all seen that on Netflix? Oh, yeah. It's like the secrets of people who live to 100, and it goes through all the blue zones. And absolutely, I would recommend that for sure. Well, yeah. We went on vacation. I we would want to watch the Johnny Manziel one, so I was going to try to save that one to watch with him. Yeah. But we haven't, we haven't sat down to do it It will yet. completely change the way you look at that dude. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They did a good job of hiding what he was. Mm-hmm. I kind of know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people had speculation just because he was so, like, portrayed that party scene lifestyle. But people that just watched him on football would be like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Different side of him for sure. Yeah. What's, we, we went on vacation to one of the Blue Zones in Sar, uh, okay. Sardinia. Yeah. Explain what that is, a Blue Zone. Nice. So the Blue Zones are the pl- places where there's the most concentrated 100-year-olds, uh-huh. like people who live to 100, the most concentrated places. And it's weird. It's like little pockets. It could be it's like a little island in Japan or a place in Greece and Italy. And then there's one in somewhere in America. where I can't remember where uh, in America it was. It's- Utah? There, no, it's actually in California. It's Ojai, I believe. Okay, O-J-A-I, yeah. O-J-A-I, And so then they study. And a lot of it, you know, 
I kind of expected it to be about the food, which there is definitely about the food. Um, but a lot of it really is that community, like family, community. They like living like around each other. And, yeah. What's that? They like living around each other. Yeah, just that kind of like being together. And then, of course, staying active. And it's not like actual exercise, but more like gardening, walking, places where there's like hills that people have to walk up and down every day. And they're, they're you know, they're whatever they do, their physical activity is involved rather than like sitting all day, which. Oh, yeah. In Sardinia, it was, the, it was hills everywhere. The best part about it was that the town would shut down from two to five. It's like everyone goes inside, they take a break, and then the, the town comes alive again at 5 o'clock. Then you kind of go out and start walking around. Everyone was really nice. It was, it was really something to, uh, to experience that. Nice. Yeah, yeah that pace of life. Yeah. Is, yeah. Slow is smooth, smooth is fast. It's kind of the deal. There. No yeah. one was in a hurry there. It That's was our, good. one of our like favorite that. vacations we've ever taken. So Really? Yeah, it was awesome. It actually put yeah. me on vacation. I tried to get up and move. There was times I was sitting out on the back porch, and then I was like, oh, I got to get up and do something. But then I'd stand up, and there's nowhere to go. Couldn't do anything. So Everything's closed. Everything's yeah. closed, yeah. So it, it actually makes you take a vacation. Forces nice. you to rest. Well, yeah. y'all have taken some good vacations, so if you say that was one of the best, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take that as a good recommendation. It's high on the list. And it That's was good. the people. The people are what want to... Why we want to go? I mean, don't get me wrong. The scenery and the food, just like you said, but we ran across a bunch of great people. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I felt like that was kind of the overriding thing that I like learned from it. It's just like you see that laughter and love and familial community aspect for from each of the ones that. that and I've I've said that about like even like going through COVID within our family, seeing how I think because we kind of like hunkered it down together, and even whenever like Uncle Sai got COVID. I truly believe the guys kept him alive because he was very sick and he was in the hospital and he has lung trouble. He's had COPD. He smoked for years. So he was definitely like a candidate to not make it. And, um, through COVID and he, um, yeah, he was very sick. He says he didn't want to live. Like he felt that bad, but the guys all did not, they just were like, Hey, we're not going to let you die. (laughs) Uncle Sai, you're too hard. We love you. Exactly. That's exactly what happened. So just like force him to sit up, force him to take his medicine. Yeah, that's good too. Because like, if he'd have died, I'd have came down there and whipped like, his ass. Him the whole time. I couldn't exactly. let him die. Yeah, you know what I'm exactly. talking about. We we need that yeah. fool around. That's right. That's right. And now he has this like new lease on life. But I think it was just like that. People, you know, people can keep you going. And I had my grandmother, and who's 92, and great uncle who had COVID, and we're sick. But it was like. We, we, you know, we were able to, because we do live so close in such close proximity to surround each other and like help and feed and get the medicine and do all these things that you needed to do. And, um, you know, it helps you live longer when you got people around you. We started traveling. It's almost, you, you go places to get away from where you come from and then you go to see the scenery. But now it's ultimately, hey man, I'm going to go meet somebody. There's somebody in there that you need to meet. They got a yeah. personality, something. There's some people out there that can make you laugh no matter what they say. Even if they're not trying to be funny. And I, I hunt for yeah. them now. I, I look for them, <laughs> kind of know what I'm looking at. And it's a, that, that's the best part about traveling now. That's good. I love that. That's so true. That's Uncle so Sal, man. Well, Willie, I will say Willie is, is one of those people that can make you laugh. Um, so I appreciate that. I think he's going to keep me young. <laughs> yeah. I love traveling around with him just to watch the heat he takes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when I became his photographer was the best part of my life, man. I swear. Anytime we go anywhere together, I'm like, yeah, that's him. All right. Get him. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's great. What, what, okay. what documentary? 
Uh, so recently, I've been really into the all the alien documentaries. I don't know if you saw the new um, little biologic that came out of Mexico. Male and female, right? Uh, one was pregnant, one was pregnant. too. Apparently, word on the street. Yeah. No, I can hear that. It's like a thousand-year-old mummified alien body that they uh, uncovered in a tomb, and they just released it through Mexican Congress. And it's actually gaining it traction. There must be something to it. It's not confirmed if it's real or or not real, but the Congress it's just, passed something it's out it? there. Mexican that's Congress pretty, released it. That's pretty it. heavy if the, the leadership's doing something like that. For sure. Yeah, that's crazy. Know, yeah, so. the fact that they had that whole congressional like. Inquiry. But, yes, that was insane. That we've definitely had lots of conversation about that around the dinner table since then, because it's like, whoa, <laughs> it's a good one, right? I know. Kind of takes your mind off everything else. <laughs> yeah. When you think about stuff like that, I saw a picture I, on Instagram where they had the little alien body and they cut into it, and it was butter cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Okay, so let's get into. Yeah, hold on. Oh. I saw a documentary. Have you seen the, the one on Arnold? The new one he did on athlete, yes. actor, and uh, I think politician. I thought it was great. Yes, I, I, watched, I thought it was like, great. The first two episodes of that and thought it was fantastic too. They, they did a fantastic job. It. I mean, you yeah. want to talk about the American dream? Yeah. A, a, no other reason to love that man than he lived it. Yeah. I mean, there's so many reasons to love that man, but if you, for whatever reason, if you can't look at him any other than that, c- coming over here, and he talks about vision a lot. I think it's very important. You, you will never be able to come, become anything or, or go towards anything unless you know what you're going for. And he, yeah. he's real adamant about that. And I, he's also funny, too. He's Because like, my favorite line is when he's talking about, you don't think I look in the mirror and be like, Arnold, what the shit, man? You know, because he's getting old. You can't keep that physique. And I, I, I just, it's, you never think about that. The guy was larger than life to me. Yeah. He, he pushed me yeah. out all his movies. I tried to be every movie he made. Yeah. I mean, he kind of had that impact on me. And I just uh-huh. thought that the way he, in his life, the ups and downs and everything that he's been through, man, and he's, he's still here. That's an American thing. Like yeah. Americans get their asses kicked. They mess up. I mean, we're all sinners. We know that. And mm-hmm. it's just, you know, you just keep kind of keep going. Yeah. And I, That's I thought, good. I love that. Yeah. I'm going to go back and finish it. I, I, I did enjoy it. And our kids, it's been funny because they've, I don't know if they watched it or what, but they were like, we didn't realize how many movies he was in, how yeah. big of a star he was, you know, because that was back kind of in our day. But they were like, yeah, he's huge. You know, he's a huge star. And, um, and yeah, I love that too. He really, he believed, I mean, he just did not give up. Believes. Power, yeah. I mean, you, you put that vision in his mind, he can't, and, and he says, like, anytime I try to do anything, I got to visualize it in my head. Then you can't stop him. Yep. Because if you, if you can see the picture and somebody else can't, they don't even know what you're going for. So they can't interfere. I mean, they can try, but it's not going to work. I mean, that's the one thing I took from that man was my vision. That's good. Yeah, right? That's really good. So today we have a very special guest, Corey Robertson. He's a New York Times bestselling author and star of A&E's Duck Dynasty. She works in the family business with Duck Commander and also is a co-owner of Tread Lively Productions. Corey's a passionate speaker, a writer, and she's passionate about motherhood, adoption, empowering families around the world. Welcome to the show, Corey. Glad to have you on. Hey, thanks for having me. What does that do when, nice when, to talk to y'all. When, when, yeah, girl, we've been together for a while now. I mean, we were, we've been together since before all this started. <laughs> yeah. How about real. that? I, I, I was yeah. thinking about that the other day. 
when we were yeah. sitting at that round table out there at the, I think it was at the SHOT Show. Just kind of yeah. everything was everything. And yeah. just to hear we what they just read about you. Yeah, I know, right? All those mm -hmm. accolades that you have now. New York Times bestselling author. I mean, all the TV shows, everything that you've done, all the people that you helped, man, that's, that's something. Aw, thank that's, you. And, that's well, so you're nice. welcome. You're welcome. I, it's, an, it's been amazing to watch your family uh, grow. Well, yep, you've been you've been in it the whole time. That's so crazy. I think, yeah, it was before any of that. We, I read your book. That's how it all started. I don't know if you remember that, but I read your book and I was like, we were. I was talking about it at a dinner table with some friends, and um, Willie had just started Buck Commander. It was all kind of we were just remember that Duck was growing. <laughs> he just got that tattoo on his forearm. I was sitting at that table. I was like, you know, that don't come off, right? And he's like, yeah, hey, yeah. And he's like, we're going. I mean, we're going somewhere. I'm like, Roger, we're that. in. Hey, we're That's good. That's right. Yeah, Buck Commander. We were we were going all in. That's for sure. We got the tattoo. We're all in if you get paint. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> That's hilarious. Right? That's so so when when was that? How long have y'all known each other? This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Oh, wait. Was it yeah, 08? Probably so, because we started Buck Commander in, 20, in 2006. Yeah, it was 08. So, yeah, I mean, early. Yeah, early. a lot of people awesome. don't know that Willie and Corey were actually at our wedding. They were there to help us uh, celebrate yes. our wedding. Remember how cold it was? <laughs> it was cold, Dude, but that so tent cold. was nice and warm. Once we got in the tent, it yeah. was perfect. <laughs> all I remember from that night is I broke out in hives. That's all I remember, man. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> oh, man, it was bad. I don't think I've ever told anybody that. Right before we got married, I was so nervous. I broke out in hives. It never happened to me. Oh, my goodness. That's why I was standing in the corner and couldn't move. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I remember whenever he first met you, Melanie. I yeah. remember him telling us about yeah. you Aww. and just falling in love and all of that so Aww. yeah because they were like wait a second now you don't rush anything because i mean it was <laughs> I, we were the book and every, we were on that wild roller coaster and yes. i was running around with y'all by myself it was pretty fun and then you know i told mm -hmm. them i was like i met the one and they were like yeah. all right we'll have to meet her you know and I'm like, all right cool man yeah. let's do this 13 years later here we are here we are <laughs> that's awesome love it well what so we know that you have this big movie coming out next week, but if you want to give our listeners just a little bit of a background on, you know, how you met Willie, kind of like y'all's 
um, start of your relationship, meeting um, Phil and Kay and all of that, and kind of like a true backstory of the movie, kind of filling us in on that. Yeah, so um, I came into the family. I actually met Willie in fourth grade at summer camp. And so, which is is crazy to think about, like having kids and grandkids that like they might meet their spouse in fourth, fourth grade. Like that's insane. But I remember, I thought he was cute. I like saw him across the cafeteria. I thought he was so cute. He had dimples. He did not have a beard yet. He didn't have a beard? (laughs) No beard yet. Long hair? (laughs) No. No tattoos? uh, Do you have any tattoos in fourth grade? Maybe a mullet. Yeah. The start of it. (laughs) He was so cute, and he asked me on the moonlight hike, and I said yes and everything. But we didn't go to the same church. He went to, like, the little country church, and I went to the city church, which, I mean, we're in West Monroe, Louisiana, so big city, not right? that city. Yeah. But, you know, but compared to his, it was, like, tiny, tiny church. And so um, I went down to their house, though, in fifth grade. I'll never forget. This is the first time I went to Phil and Kay's house, which is the same house you see on Duck Dynasty. Like, they haven't moved. Nothing's changed, pretty much, except for they did add um, – had a room on I from sun, the time yeah. I went there. Growing up, they had two bedrooms. You know, Phil and Kay were in one, and the boys were in another. All sh- all shared one together. Willie says he looks back and thinks, like, where did I sleep? Because they really had one like double bed for four boys, and he's like, we just slept wherever <laughs> we found a spot. Made it work. <laughs> yeah, we slept wherever we found a spot. Um, and he he admits that he peed the bed, so no one wanted to sleep with him. So he bed was That's out now. We put that on national. Whatever this is. <laughs> yeah, we'll just go ahead and say it. Um, so anyway, fifth grade, I went down there and Phil, I'll never forget meeting Phil. He had this like big black beard. Now it's gray, but it was black and it was intimidating, you know. And um, he said, have you met my boys, Willie Jess and Jason Silas? And my friend and I were there together and we were like so intimidated. We're like, yes, sir. And he says, they're going to be good husbands someday. But we're in fifth grade and he's like, <laughs> Recruiting you already, yeah, through the pitching. Exactly, yeah, I, I guess, yeah, he's already pitching it. And he said, they're good hunters, they're good fishermen, they're going to be good providers. And I'll never forget him saying that. And I what, was what, like, what were you thinking? That sounds like a great plan. It Fifth turned grade. out, yeah, yeah he, he was right, you know. At that time, I was actually thinking, I just thought he was cute. But um, I really wasn't thinking about all the other stuff. But um, But yeah, so that happened then. And then my senior year, we started dating. Um, seriously. And it was, I mean, we started dating in January and by March, we were saying we were getting married. We just knew we had known each other for so long and been friends and all that stuff off and on. So, so that's how it started. And then I guess, um, of course had kids and grew a family and all that. And then whenever Willie was about 30 was whenever he decided to go back to work for duck commander, he had was working, was running a summer camp. We were children's ministers, youth ministers, kind of doing different church work and also running um, Cape Chioka, which is still in our family and is still really a big part of our family life. John Luke actually is the director out there now. But um, he, about 30, he was like, you know, I think it's time to me, for me to go back to the family business. And he was, I say his 20s were his rebellious years, you know, because he was like, you know, um, showering and shaving and not 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 living up to the family like not, not standards of the family like yeah, yeah. beard and wear camo all the time and live in the woods basically you know that was his college years and all that well Corey, and speaking of college i find it interesting and i would have never known it if i haven't traveled with y'all but when y'all were in college y'all actually did a year abroad we did we studied in 
um, Florida, Italy, which we're going back this next summer. We're so excited because we haven't been in a long time. We did a semester in Florence and loved it. It was the most fun. Willie, by the end of it, was like, I've had enough culture, though. <laughs> but, but I got that. It. I mean, <laughs> Italy's laced with culture. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It is. We went to all the museums. We did all of it. And we had the best time. We say we were neither of us are great with direction. So we were like lost in Europe. We would just get on a train. It was, you know, those young years of, of life where you're you supposed to do that, really have no money and you sleep on the train because you can't afford a hotel room. And we'd get on a train and spend the night sleep and wake up in a new country. And it was just the I best. I think you see more when you don't have money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's so true. You know what I mean? Because once we have money, it's like, hey, there's a nice hotel. We're going to stay in there. If it's raining and we're not going to go out, we're going to kind of look around here. But when you don't have nothing... Yeah, and in your early twenties and eighteens, twenties, up until the thirties, maybe you're supposed yeah. to. It, it, there's nothing wrong with that. You will see it everything and experience it. Sure, man. Yeah, I love yeah. that. It was so fun. One time, I remember we were going like south of France. We were going to from from Florence to um, Spain, and going through the south of France. And there was these like robbers on the train. I'll never forget. So we're asleep in the one of those little train cars, and um, we're all sleeping. And I had some friends are with us. And they open our thing and grab a bag, like one of our friend's backpacks, and take off with it. Willie jumps up and takes off running through the train. I'm like, this is like a movie. (laughs) So hold on, wait a second. Y'all actually got to be in a real life train robbery? I don't have that qual, man. That's really cool. I didn't know that he did that. And Willie stepped up. He chased him down. He starts chasing him. And I'm thinking, what is about to happen? He goes through like... One car, you know, and they dropped the backpack, thankfully. So he got it back. <laughs> and, but I'm, I'm just envisioning, like, once he went to the next car, I'm like, oh, no, he's never coming back. Anyway, he came back. He was, We were all saved. He saved the backpack. That whole night, he slept with his, like, feet on the thing. So every time, you know, the door would start to open, he'd wake up. <laughs> anyway, so, yeah, that was pretty heroic, huh? Uh, see, Marcus, I feel like I would have chased somebody. I don't run. I definitely won't run after somebody unless probably we were on a train because I knew that the end <laughs> is right there. So, but, uh, yeah, that's a good one. I yeah. love that. I didn't know that story. That's nice. What a fun story. Yeah. So that happened, and, yeah, we had it. That was super fun. Yeah, so after college, we came back here, moved back here, started having babies. Super fun years, sweet years of him running the camp. So we lived on the camp property. So our kids were just like, had this free range life where, you know, they ran around and had maps of the property of the camp property and got to just run free down there. And then, um, yeah, when he was about 30, we, um, he said, okay, I think it's time to go back to the family business. So he did. And um, really the first year, he was like the yard guy down there because he didn't really have a specific role at Duck Commander. He just kind of, it's like, I'm going to come back in and just see what there is here. And we kind of had, that was when we were starting. My dad had started the website, duckcommander.com, and was do, handling that for Phil and Kay. And we said, you know, I think there's something to this, this the internet, <laughs> the website, you know, where people are going to start buying from here and everything. This was kind of really early days of all that. And, um, so yeah, he went down the first year. He just kind of was like finding out what was happening down there. He started traveling with Phil a little bit. Phil was doing some speaking and he would sell the duck calls, make set up a little booth. And it was those days where we were like, you know, this isn't done. Duck Commander has more to it. And um, we just started getting the inspiration about what Duck Commander could be. And um, Phil and Kay had done a fantastic job with it, but they were kind of at the point of like, yeah, we did all we can do. We've sold 
there's only, you know, million duck hunters in the world. We've sold as all we can sell. And um, I feel like Willie and I just came in with some fresh life and excitement for the family company and the brand and what Phil and Kay had started. And so, um, yeah, we started running the website out of our house at that point. And we were the ones who answered the call at two in the morning when someone called in for a duck call or whatever, because, oh you know, saw the number on the website. We were the ones who packaged. That's when, hey, that's when you would buy a duck call back then. Yeah. 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You right. see those infomercials? I got every one of those fishing lures and every duck call. And yeah, and they'd call our house and we'd be like, yep, duck commander, whatever, you know. So yeah, those were those fun early days of us trying to just kind of figure it out. And we started this group called um, Duckaholics Anonymous. And so you, if you were a duckaholic, you were like addicted to duck hunting. And we had like, you know, the 10 rules of Duckaholics Anonymous. And I wrote the newsletter for it and just all these fun early days where I would I'd call Phil and be like all right how many ducks did you kill today so I could put it in the newsletter you know and all this kind of stuff that's awesome so, uh, yeah those were early I days remember the first commercials I, I, with when he had with the beard because you were talking about the beard and it's it's intimidating yeah like a lot of guys is. will grow that out just for that reason and it works I mean oh. and I remember watching the uh, I think it was a Benelli commercial and they were like, boom, boom, boom. And they were paddling. The, they were all cammied up and it was raining and they were blasting ducks and they were paddling the boat with the with the shotgun. That was yep. one of the coolest damn commercials I had ever seen. And I was a full-blown Navy SEAL. I was like, right there. That's awesome. Dude's hardcore, right it. there. Yeah, man. I mean, when they're all painted up and looking the part, yeah. that's yeah. some sexy stuff, man. That, that commercial right there was, I'll go buy another shotgun, even though I have a lot. Yeah. Now, just talking about it, it's getting making you want to buy it. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, it's not even duck season right now. I'm about to go out after this and get my shotgun out in the duck calls and just start practicing. My grandpa that just passed away this last year, he was such a fan of Duck Commander. Like, yeah. he had the DVD sets of Duck Commander. He was probably part of your Duckaholics thing <laughs> if yeah. you had it in mail because he didn't do internet. But, they love doing that, man. I mean, my grandpa was one of y'all's biggest fans ever oh, so that awesome. that's awesome <laughs> i come I from that. a duck hunting family that's for sure i didn't i married into it so i yeah. didn't know what i was missing <laughs> you can't believe how much fun you have on a duck hunt with you when you're out there with your boys and your dog kind of mm -hmm. doing all that that is so funny and it's yeah. okay so y'all took duck, oh, go ahead so y'all took duck commander to a whole nother level after that yeah, I feel like that was just kind of that, yeah, that new energy that Willie brought in. And it was funny because you talk about the beard. So back then, Phil, I mean, he's always had the beard. Like, I've never seen him without it. Ever? Has he ever shaved that? Never, right? Like, never. Yeah, I mean, he's born, he's always born with it. it. Came out wearing that sucker. He did. I think he was, yeah. Now, there are some cute, there's some pictures. He's cutie, too, in high school. There's all his high school sports pictures, for sure. But, um, but yeah, I remember Willie. So Willie and Jay's. They used to like grow the beard out for hunting season and then they shave after that. So it'd kind of be like, you know, that was the hunting season thing that they do. See, I have to do that. That's what Mel puts on me. You do that too? Okay, October yeah. 31st and I have to shave Valentine's Day. Mm -hmm. That's that's how the guys, that's how Willie yeah. and Jace used to do. But also it's funny because they would then, Willie would, you know, go to Walmart meetings or do this kind of stuff and they would shave before they do that. Then one year he was like, why don't we just like go as who we are? You know, like, why are we trying to like clean up and wear a suit for the business meetings? Like, you know, like everybody else does, let's just keep the beards and do what we do. And that's, I think really when it, 
it all kind of started shifting. Oh, identity. I yeah, I got the that identity. lesson of like, hey, be who you are. Don't try to like, you know, fit into the mold that someone else says you should be. We like to wear camo and wear beards and be in the woods. And, and that's I'm trying to remember when that, when it really caught fire was when the show came out. Duck Dynasty. The yeah. Dynasty, right? Mm-hmm. When y'all became the Dynasty. Because y'all family, mm-hmm. it is, man. It is. All <laughs> over the world. I mean, I, I sent texted Willie. I found, in the, I was in the middle of nowhere, and yeah. found a newspaper with y'all's picture. And we're not even in English. And I was like, man, That's they got crazy. you guys everywhere. That's crazy. Isn't that fun? Yeah. I think it was in over like 100 countries at, at one point. So that was crazy. We would never, I mean, who could ever imagine or expect it? That whirlwind yeah. like that. When, and you try to explain that to people. Like you see especially with y'all and your family, the whole family, it's not just one person. Cause usually like you'll have the celebrity and then the family will come in there just to kind of, but y'all it's all of y'all. Yeah. Which I actually think that really helps us. People are like, how did you kind of keep your head and all That's that? That's what I was going to ask. And, yeah. Yeah. And I think that that really helped us. Cause I do look at people, you know, I remember, especially during that time period, seeing an interview with some young kind of star and I just felt her like loneliness, you know? Yeah. And I thought, Oh, how lonely would this be if it's, you're on your own and you experienced that. I've seen market. it. Oh, that's why I bring it up. I've seen that. Yeah. You, you've been there. Yeah. yeah. You definitely it, kind of like when you're on your own going through something like this, cause it can be, there's a loneliness that comes with it, which you sure. wouldn't expect. Cause you're like, Oh, everybody's looking at you and everybody loves you and all this, but actually like it's the loneliest you're yeah. You're uh, there's an isolation and everything. So thankfully we did have the family that we went through it together. We were all in it together. So we could kind of like, understand it for each other and be there for one another in it um everybody take to it pretty well yeah you know i think everybody really did because on uh, the outside yeah. it seems like it i yeah. mean it may, I think, pardon the metaphor but like duck on a pond like you guys look as smooth <laughs> as can be it's like that duck but well, under the water them legs are going 900 miles an hour right i was about to say i don't know about if we, it was it wasn't <laughs> all smooth that's for sure we definitely did not do it perfectly and definitely there were some things that would i mean when when duck dynasty ended we had to we were all like, all right, let's take some inventory here. Like what just happened? Where are we? We had to really focus back on our marriage and like, we're like, all right, we need some counseling. We need, we need to, we need to like really kind of seriously assess what just happened. Cause it was, it was a crazy whirlwind and there were definitely hard things that happened from it. Our kids, you know, look back, which it's interesting because we've talked about, would we do it again? And all of our kids are like, yes, absolutely. So I'm like, okay, that's good. You know, at oh, least yeah, no one's saying like, that. Sure. oh, you know, I wish we'd have never done it. Everyone, even whatever the hardships that came with it or, or whatever, the blessings were way bigger than whatever the negatives were. And so, um, and, you know, you grow from hardships. That's the thing. Every, I mean, you, you're not guaranteed an easy life if you work at a bank or, or a teacher or whatever. You know, there's... Oh, there ain't nothing easy about this place down here. That's right. I love that. Yeah. I remember watching Sadie take off. Yeah. I mean, it's different when you haul her celebrity and you got that protection down there, but when they get their own fan base, like when your kids yes. become popular, then they're not, it's a, it's like, it's, it's a completely different thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she talks about that a lot. I mean, Dates with the Stars definitely How about that? put her in a different category and made it, it was different, you know? And so she, before she had that protection of the family, then that happened. And she experienced a lot, you know, some of that loneliness of kind of like, it appears that like you've got every friend in the world, but actually your real friends don't really know how to be friend to you anymore and kind of start Isn't that terrible? You or the jealousy or any, you know, those type of things are just 
not really understanding kind of what your life is and looks like. And so that was hard. There'd be people in the stands with duck calls and beards and yelling things when she tried to make a shot and, you know, and weird fans running across the field at a football game that, you know, and stalker, you know, all those things. Package deal comes with everything. You know, they don't talk about that. Had to grow up. That's right. Yep. Yep. That part gets left out and every celebrity has to go through it. That's right. And and no celebrity talks about it. Not really, unless it makes the news. It's hard because you don't want to complain because you're like, hey, you know, I'm grateful. I'm living a good life. You know, you don't want to complain. It's not like I always said people, people be like, oh, it's so hard. I'm like, yeah, I mean, but I mean, I didn't like move to Haiti to become a missionary. Like it's not hard like that hard, you know, so you feel oh, it's like sure. it's a different kind of hard. Different so kind of hard altogether. You don't want to complain, but it's, it's hard. It's hard. There's it's a, definitely that, hard I'm glad you said it like that. I, I, I go through that all the time. I was like, people are like, hey, man, you must not have a hard day. I was like, I don't have a hard day. Not, I've been through my hard days. Right. Physically bleeding, all that stuff. Like, oh, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah. But there's a different kind of pain that comes along with this life. There's a different kind of difficulty yep. that you can't anticipate. Most people don't talk about it because it's different for every person. Yeah. And I, I've, I've, I've started, once I noticed that and started picking that up, and it's been years now, but, you know, I can see it. You can also see the people who are coming into the life, like, hey, <laughs> this might chew you up. You know yeah. what I mean? So that, yeah. the family dynamic is so important with that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that that really helped us. I had, the te- I had my teammates. I had, that was my blessing. I had my family, but, but my, moreover, I had my teammates. I mean, right. them suckers wouldn't let, they don't even bat an eye at me. I didn't have a chance yeah. to complain. Yeah, that's good. And also, I think, you know, staying there, staying close to your roots in Texas, that's yeah. how, uh, staying here in Louisiana, having that. Oh, I went right root. back home. Sure. Yeah. Going back to where the, your roots are deep rather than kind of just, you know, you know, the best part day. about that. And you, you guys do it perfectly is that when you go back home to your family and your friends where you grew up, they don't see that celebrity. Right. They're like, Hey, I exactly. know you. I know who you are. <laughs> yeah. And exactly. I need that. I love hearing that. I mean, I'll yeah. be some places sometime and I'm looking over at someone like, man, in my head, I'm going, you, I can't believe you're talking to me like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But then, then I remember back when I, they're older than me. I'm a boy still in their eyes. And like, you can talk to me any way you want. Yeah. I probably need to hear it. Yeah, exactly. All right. So with all of the success of Duck Dynasty and seeing your kids do all kinds of awesome things, Sadie with her whole, I mean, she has like a whole conglomerate going on. And um, Bella had her book come out and, I mean, every all of them have their own successes. And now <coughs> you've got this movie that didn't Willie produce it? So actually, like, uh, on the title, Willie's executive producer, and I'm one of the producers because I was really just in the day-to-day of it. Uh-huh. Willie was kind of more in the, uh, the you know, Willie's, uh, we were just talking about this recently. Willie, he, he is kind of that dreamer over, and I'm kind of the one who, like, you know, does the steps to get it, yeah. make it happen. Interprets I guess. the dreams. Yeah. You yeah. got to have yeah, some person go. who dreams it. Then you got to have the interpreter who knows what he's looking at. And then you got to have the person who can line it out. There you go. There you go. So we're actually partnered with one of Willie's cousins, Zach Dasher, who, when you see the film, um, Phil's sister, who is um, Aunt Jan, who's in the movie that is a really instrumental part of the film and the story of Phil and Kay's life. She's the, she's the sister that never gave up on Phil. When Phil was at his lowest, he was, 
you know, a drunk and just, you could look at him and think his life is going nowhere. Jan believed in him. You know, mm-hmm. she's the one who sent the pastor to the bar. She's the one who said, if, if you convert Phil, he will convert thousands. She just knew that Phil had that in him, even when he was, his life looked like it was just a disaster. So anyway, um, Zach is our partner. His, her son, Zach is our partner in Trevor Lee. And so the film was really, you know, a part, his, his vision as well to make this happen because it was his mom's story as well. And, um, yeah, so it's been a crazy process about two years from, from like writing it and funding it. And, um, we filmed it right here in, in Shreveport, which is about an hour and a half from here, right close to where Phil and Kay grew up. We filmed a lot of it in Vivian and Dixie, all the little towns that they grew up in, filmed some of it here in Monroe. And, um, so yeah, it's been a crazy process is, was hard. It was hard work. Yeah. We hit a point where the first edit, I was like, oh no, we, we screwed this up. Like we lost it, oh, you know, no. I watched it and was like, oh my goodness, because, um, the story is a hard story. I mean, we're covering the 10 years of Bill and Kay's marriage. That was like bad. Mm-hmm. And it's, we we're like, how are we going to not make this rated R? Like, cause that, that's, that was Bill's life at that time period, you know, but we were like, we want to show the real, the raw, the gritty. We don't want to like gloss over. Cause you know, a lot of Christian films do that. It's like, Oh, you end up with something kind of cheesy yeah. because you're, you missed the hard over. part. You're glossing over the hard part. Yeah. So we're like, we don't want to gloss over that, but also like, it's like the first you're like, Oh, we don't want to sit with three hours of seeing Phil drunk. You know? yeah. <laughs> so like, how do we, how do we tell this story? And um, yeah. So the first edit, we we're like, Oh shoot, we might've, we might, we might not have captured it. Um, but miraculous I say miraculously really because I think it was miraculous we uh, we sat in a room and just were like all right how how do we actually tell the story what do we what are the pieces that really need to be told to to kind of you understand somebody like you know you see somebody as a drunk and you're like oh okay you know they made bad choices but also there's things that led up to that point you know there's the things what what parts of the life led to this what was his motivation why did he why did he choose that where did where what did all, what all happened in the time period so anyway yeah it's almost like all those situations you keep apart from it like you take something like drinking wasn't bad when you were in that part but you went to this part and you kept your drinking right it, that's what that. you were saying it's like steps it's like nobody gets into this like in a whole one one moment that's not how yeah. it works that's so true. That's good. That is so true. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's just like, how did I get here? It's like, what is a slow process? Exactly. And then you wake up one day and you're, and you're like, in it. You, yeah, you're in it. You're in it. And then you're, yeah, you hit rock. If, if you hit rock bottom, then you figure out, okay, now I can look up and yeah. like figure out how to, how to get out myself out of this. And, and a lot of people, uh, when they talk about, I'm sorry, but when we were Christians, man, they think our lives are great all the time. I was like, no, no, no. Hey, to get to this point, we'd have had to suffer. Matter of fact, some of these Christians that you see all the time that have these great lives are still suffering. They suffer yeah. in it. But they understand that that part goes with this part. That's how God works. Exactly. Like and it's overlooked a lot. Like, that's the thing. Like, we gloss over this as Christians, but you look at the Bible, they didn't gloss over. Like, these people that God chose to his work and work through had tough lives made bad decisions murderers adulterers you know all of these things drugs you know all of these problems so it's like god doesn't just choose people who are perfect he really rarely chooses someone who's perfect to Mm. do his work he chooses the one who's weak and then then his glory is made known in that so that was you know a huge part of the message of the film 
So yeah, we um, went back and we did three days of reshoots and it just turned the whole thing around. You know, it was like after the three days of reshoots, we cut those into the movie and we we're like, this is it. We have it, you know, and just are really proud of it. It turned out great. I cannot wait for y'all to see it. I'm excited. Aww. I can't wait to hear, hear your feedback about it. It's hard. It's hard to watch. I mean, cause it is, it is a hard time period of their life, but the redemption, it's like that scripture about like who is forgiven much forgives much you know the 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 greater oh, you yeah. understand that you're rescued that you've been rescued from the pit you know the more you would those people grace. hit the hardest those yeah. people will always hit you the hardest the ones that have been screwing up their whole life and people have been forgiven them and it only takes a second mm -hmm. and you don't have to discipline or scold them or anything you can see it in their eyes when someone turns the page and turns around and realizes that they've been screwing up the whole time yeah. and all they wanted, they'll give and they'll go harder than anybody. Yep. I'm a yeah. living example of that. Yeah. And that's, that's Phil's life. That's exactly what you see in his life. He hit that bottom and there's a line in the movie says, I had to get to the end of myself to find the beginning of God. And it's so true. It's like, that's where we all need to be. You know, some of us are more aware of it than others, you yeah. know? And I think the more aware of it, you are the, the more you offer can offer grace to others, the more you can love others, the more you can live that abundant life God actually has for us. And so I, I loved watching movies and I didn't know anything about making them. Yeah. I didn't know half of what, yeah. like if you, if you sit down and watch a movie and enjoy it, you got no idea who actually did that. I mean, the actors are I, one thing, but the people putting that sucker together that don't get any credit for anything. Yes. They're amazing. I, what was one of the so things true. that you, you were like, set a lot for yours. Oh, yeah, every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Every day. That's how, that's how I was pretty much. And Zach was every day our partner. And I was, I was, you know, most days. Cause yeah, you, you're like, you're telling your story. You have to do it right. You know, you can't yep. just let someone else do that. So, so what did, but, what did Phil and Kay say when they saw it the first time? It was hard. Phil, oh, yeah, I've never question. seen Phil cry like he has Aww. over this time period it's been hard one of the things he said um that really struck me um was i think i think phil has told his story forever mm -hmm. and he was up for doing it because he was like hey if it'll help somebody tell my story you know he's told a story but it's one thing to tell it and another thing to see yourself on a big screen yeah and living like that you know and um so i think it has been harder for him than than we all kind of expected or he expected um but he, so we asked him, like, what do you think of the actor that played you, who did a fantastic job? But Phil said, his line was, not much. And we were like, oh, Phil, what do you mean? <laughs> he was like, I didn't like that guy on the screen. Like, he, he, he was, he didn't like himself. He didn't like seeing himself. Yeah, he didn't like it himself. Like yeah. yeah. He didn't like seeing himself in that when sure. he was like that. I he hope related. the actor knows that it's yes, not his no, acting. We, that it's... We clarified it. We went ahead. Yeah. That's actually like, a compliment to the actor. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We were like, hey, explain what you mean here, you know, because we were like, what do you, and he was like, I, I just, I didn't like that guy on the screen that I saw, because he saw himself. He saw himself in that so much in it. And he knew like, oh, I think he, he kind of realized, um, I don't know. It just, he had to come to grips with some of that, but it was so beautiful because Kay, I've said all along, Kay, she, when she forgave Phil, she truly forgave him. You know, she's not holding on to any of it. She's not, you know, she just really 
was able to offer that grace and, and forgave him. And so through all this, she's been so sweet. And they, I think they've had some sweet moments and able to like, you know, heal even from, from some things that I think maybe Kay healed from and, and had forgiven him of and all that, that he's now having to forgive himself, maybe even. Oh, uh, that's so sweet. This. Oh, well, you, you know what that does to him? Yeah. Does to us? Mm-hmm. Is it takes that we swallow that pain. Yeah. Once you realize that you've been hurting somebody, mm-hmm. and I mean, you realize it. Yeah. Then that pain immediately comes inside of you. Mm-hmm. And it's the hardest thing to deal with. It's like a center line of pain. Can't, it's unexplainable. Yeah. And yeah. that in itself will humble you. Yeah. When you see everyone else's grace been thrown at you for so long, and you never acknowledged it, and then finally it, sh- it opens up, and you're like, oh, wait a second. Then he can look back and see that. Mm-hmm. I think that's exactly what he's experienced yeah. through this movie. See yeah. yourself. I never forget. I mean, I didn't watch it all the way through, but watching myself get my ass kicked along with all my buddies, man, I didn't, I didn't know what to do. How about that? I knew what to do, you know, in the moments, but not, never. It's kind of like you look back, and man, I was like, I don't. I know I kind of have an idea of what he's feeling, man, and you can't even talk about it. You can't even explain it sometimes. It's so tough. Because of the men we are now, like I, I would have never. You kind of want to apologize, you know what I mean? Just kind of want to say yeah. to to our families, yeah. and I'm like, hey, I'm sorry, I had to be like that. Yeah, yeah, that, and then yeah, Willie's been Willie said this because our our church that we go to has this saying that says, "Where you have no past, only a future." And Willie's like, "Yeah, except for that, unless they make a movie about you." Yeah, and then how you about that? <laughs> or you write a book you know, they make a movie well, I can't get past it <laughs> exactly yes. I mean and, I can't yeah that's hard that's another that's another level like when you're in the spotlight and you're you're telling your story and you know it's for the good I mean the the what good your book has done and what good Bill and Kay's story is doing for others but you're having to live it and you're having to live through oh, it oh girl that's- so you want to hear something funny that happens to me every time I walk in somewhere everyone's always going to give me their best and they're always going to try to outdo me or show me how badass they are. Like Mel and I have to take a Pilates class. Like we go to Pilates together all week. Uh-huh. And nice. I literally go in there and get my ass handed to me. <laughs> I don't know anything what I'm doing, man. But they, they make it it's just as hard as can be in multiple situations. And it's got one of them deals like, hey, I know a little about you. I know you can handle it. I'm like, no, that's not. Just yeah. because I can yep. doesn't mean I like handling it all the time. Yep. But it doesn't matter. Once you get stamped. That's right. Yep. Once he got that duck stamp, it's on him forever. That's right. It's so true. He's the one yep. that had to go through the hard stuff to come out on the other side so we can see that that's possible because we're all yeah. born into the mess. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's one thing. Actually, whenever Duck Dynasty happened, this is just on a light note, but but you see it in, in exactly what you're saying. Um, we kind of learned how people don't like people to change. If you're in the spotlight, you're in the public eye, they like yeah. you to stay the same. They want you to be, that's what, and I started thinking about it. Like you think, think of these like old rockers who are like still rocking the same look. That's you a know? perfect example <laughs> of that. Yeah. Because people want you to be who they think you are on the screen and they want you to stay where people, real people change and grow. And, Every day. Yeah. But it's hard because you get trapped in this kind of like one. And even when Willie like, cut his hair it was weird because it's like wait no 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 we want you to be that guy from that time period and if you cut your hair that means you're not that guy anymore like no that you're still still the same person it's just you grow and change and how about that anomaly i was because we fall in love with it yeah we we fall in love with them 
I'm, I'm the same and, way, uh, athlete. Willie, I see it. When he cut his hair, I was like, dude, what, are you, what is that? <laughs> what happened? <laughs> exactly. What's the yeah. matter? Why'd you cut your hair? You know what I mean? Like, that's any yeah. of my business why if he cuts his hair or not. I don't give a damn. But I mean, when I saw it, I was like, well, where's, where's Willie? What happened, man? <laughs> you okay? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but you're, I mean, on a deeper level, like what you're saying, like people are expecting you to be that Navy SEAL. Like, I got to be, everything's always got to be tough and the hardest and push it to the limit because. That's who you are, you know, but it's like, oh, I'm growing. I'm See, that's crazy. the thing is I've made my transition. Like I'm in the church. Like I try to be nice and do all this stuff and it doesn't resonate. People are like, what's, what's the matter with you? What happened? I'm like, I, I, you're supposed to grow. You know, you go from the warrior right. to the poet. It's, yeah. it's, it's a part of that, but doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. So what do yes. you think the bet, like with people watching the movie, is the biggest message in their redemption? Is that kind of the overall theme for it? Yes. I would say redemption and really that, the message that there's nobody that's too far gone from the love of Jesus. Like there's, I think people count themselves out because they're like, Oh, I've screwed up. I've hit this. I've done this. I've done that. And they count themselves out. But like, Jesus is like, no, I'm here. I, I died for everybody. I'm here for all, all of us. And so I think that, um, yeah, I think a lot of people, I think that, that hope of like, Hey, there can be something different in your life. You can come out of this and there can be, there's a, there's a point where, you know, I think there's a point that everybody hits in different parts of their life where something might feel hopeless, like, oh, this person will never change. You know, that saying of like, oh, people don't change or whatever. This person will never change or my marriage can never be better or whatever. And this Dylan Kay's life proves that that's actually not true. You know, Phil changed his life at 28. Um, and then, you know, 30 duck call business started. But it wasn't until Phil was like 60 that Duck Dynasty happened, you know, or whatever. It's like, yeah. oh, things can change and there is always hope for something different. But there was a time when Kay was a single mom with three boys that she didn't know she'd ever see Phil again. But Jesus came into Phil, Phil hit rock. And it's like, Oh, I don't want this. I want something different. I want something better for my life and things change. So I think it's a message of hope, um, redemption, forgiveness. Kay having to forgive Phil. That's a hard, that's a, that's the hardest thing to do. You know, whenever you've been hurt by somebody, um, offer that true forgiveness but it's when we understand god's grace and forgiveness of us then we can offer that to someone else then we start Um, to look at it as a badge of honor yeah like hey you had to go through that so i didn't have to i have to look at you and be able to see that road that you went down the good the bad and how it came out on the other end to know that will work somebody has to be an example humans need that the eyes eat first and it's not a i can tell you about it but you ain't gonna get it you won't get it because you're going to hear me differently. But if I show you something, and those of you that have been designated to go through that hardship on the other end, you see the rewards that y'all have now for sticking yeah. it out, for sticking it out. It's still hard, but you stuck it out. And we watch y'all all the time. Living examples of how life really treats the true believer and the good people. And and to me, you know, it's like you look at somebody. Actually, someone posted the other day about their, he was saying how he went to AA and you know, he had never like posted on like, that's heroic. Like to know that like you've been through this, like you overcame something that was hard. You know, you, mm-hmm. you overcame something difficult because you wanted to be better for the people in your life. Like that's, that's heroic. That's amazing. That's not something to be looked down on, you know, it wow. shows them it's possible. That. People need to see an example of it can be done. Cause otherwise it'd be like, Hey, if, if I'm stuck in here, I can't get out. No one else has gotten out. Why? Especially if you're really weak, like, well, if he couldn't get out, then I can't. Yeah. Like, hey, man, yeah. I, I saw somebody get out of this. So it's right. not it's not a it's not a permanent thing. It's a road. 
There, yes. is, a, there is an ending. Yes. Sadie actually Phil. So we did a, a podcast where we talked about like behind the scenes of the movie. And Phil said to Sadie, he said, I'm embarrassed by this. He actually said that. And he, he said that throughout this thing. And Sadie was like, when you share something like this, like people, because Sadie said, I've known this for my own life. Because Sadie has shared vulnerable things about her life too. You know, she's like, every time I do, people aren't looking at me. They're thinking about themselves. Yeah. And that is really, it's true. It's like, whenever you share something vulnerable, they're like, oh, I remember when I was in that place. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was... I remember when I hit that. Oh, it makes you look beautiful, too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about getting beautiful in somebody's eyes? Open up like that. Not just to them, just open up out loud to the masses. Yep. Because you know we're mean by nature. Like, they'll throw daggers at you as soon as they smell blood in the damn water. But the more you do that and they see how tough you are, then it changes. It's a resilience. And then, like, wait a minute. He's not somebody I can pick on. There's somebody I I need to live an example by. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, you can just be honest and raw with your life. And it's just, there's a freedom that comes with that too, to say like, Hey, yeah, this is who I was. And this is who I am now. <laughs> this is who I was. This is what God did. And this is who I am now. And that's how Phil, you know, has lived his life. And, um, yeah, it's, ex- it, we're excited. We can't wait for it to come out and just people to start seeing it because just a few people that we've sent screeners to and all that, the impact and the, the feedback we've gotten has been just incredible about, you know, where they saw themselves or how, how they, you know, they feel like God is going to use this movie. So that's awesome. So when is it coming out? What's the actual release date? September 28th. And, Mm -hmm. um, there's a website, theblindmovie.com. So you can go there and type in like your city and I'll tell you what theaters right now we're in like 1600 theaters across the country. We hope, hope to gain more. And so, you know, the more people kind of pre-order tickets and all that, um, it's kind of like any other, this is a, um, uh, independent film. Um, it's a, we're in a fathom release, so it's limited screens. So like we need more screens, you know, we need yeah. more people to buy tickets. Yeah. We need people to show up open a weekend because the more that happens, the more screens get picked up. We just heard that Taylor Swift, her, um, you know, whatever her concert is coming out two weeks after ours. So we're like, shoot, that's going to knock out. That's going to knock <laughs> all the movies out of the theater. She's going to take over all the theaters. So, um, we're like, we got to get people in the theater those first two weeks. So, yes. Well, I hope people listen to this. This will come out before that, right? Yeah. It'll come out the day before. Yep. Awesome. So this is going to come out on the 27th and we encourage everyone to go to theblindmovie.com and pre-order your tickets and share it with everybody. Share gift tickets, do whatever to share this story because it can help people. It's not only just an entertainment thing. It can actually change a life. And still track y'all down on social media wise, Instagram, Facebook, all the, all the, yeah. All right. Yeah. Yep. We're all there. And we've been talking about it on there a lot and everything too. It's fun. We, we, you see, so this was set in like the fifties. So this is Phil and Kay's childhood. And you see some of the things that contributed to Phil's early years. His mom had mental illness, you know, the things that, some of the things that can, may have contributed to his life and choices, but um, you see kind of a young sigh. So Duck Dynasty fans will <sighs> like to see a young uncle sigh. <laughs> the beginning of his quirkiness, Phil and Kay dating, you know, those dating years. And it's fun because we were, um, it's really captures like our, our, like you mentioned, the actors are just the front yeah. of, of whatever this movie, the, the movie, but the set design, the, uh, it's the cinematography is beautiful. I mean, it's really is neat to see. You probably enjoy this too, Marcus, loving to be a part of a team, just how a team comes together and they work their tails off. Like, till two and three in the morning every night 
and to put something really beautiful on the screen. It takes yeah, I'm seeing it, seeing it firsthand on the set because they're all there. They're all there. Yeah. They might not, might, might not be doing anything. So I'd walk around like, hey, man, all these people, they're not, they're not doing anything. Hey, just wait till that sucker starts working, though. You ain't going to believe what he can do. Yeah. And then and then they would they would pass one thing off and hand it over to that other guy. I'd go to the next station and I'd be kinda of hanging out with them, like, hey, what are y'all doing here? And they'd start showing me just a little bit and how that magic comes together and they splice and do it and they'll be like, ah, you know. And then you see them start thinking, like, let's try this. What do you think about this? And stuff you don't even see. That's the best part about having other people around is their vantage point. Yeah. Imagine like you're all sitting around a ravine looking down at something and you want to see a different angle. That's a different human. Those are different eyeballs looking on that and they explain it differently too. Mm-hmm. But you can hear it yeah. the same. It's a, it's a beautiful thing, man. And when when the, the, those people in Hollywood are really good at that. Yeah. And all the just little details. I mean, yeah. the attention to detail after detail that all makes up a piece or a set or a one scene that lasts like 30 seconds. But just yeah. all the little details that go into it. It, it really was an incredible thing to kind of scenery, experience. We were talking about it, too. It. Like, when you're watching a movie, you have the, the, the characters. That's one part of the movie. You also have the scenery. People can watch a movie just to see the scenery. Yeah. And the music. So if you're hitting them in the ears and the eyes, and then they got, it's it's these senses that just wrap up. And then what you're talking about, yeah, that's a movie. It's so true. That's been fun to see how just, yeah, just little, like, just different edits, but they put different music in and how that music affects that scene. And, ah, it's crazy. I, yeah. I think it was your mom's Instagram this morning post, or maybe yesterday posted that your grandson made a cameo in it. Yes. That was I, so fun. So um, Willie was two when all this was happening. He was, he was three, right at three, whenever Phil turned his life around and um, everything changed for their family. So he doesn't have a lot of memories of it. And we were like, oh, we need a two-year-old little, you know, actor you know to play um willie and we're like we actually happen to have a grandson that's two so we got john one Shepherd, yeah john Shepard got to play willie in the movie is so cute oh it was so fun to be on set with our little grandson playing willie is just yeah that so was he can surreal. officially say he's been an actor his whole life <laughs> that's right child actor child uh, yeah Oh, I love it. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing this. And yeah, we need to get together. It's been way too long. Way too long. Way too long. Yeah, this was really fun to just get a little taste to visit with y'all. But yes, we need need it in person. Yes. Yes. All right, girl. God bless you. Hug the family. Yes. All right, everyone. Love y'all. Thank you for coming out. Bye. Love y'all. Bye. Love you. Thank you, Corey, for coming down. We appreciate you. And... uh, if you want to go check out this movie, please go do so. Uh, go get your tickets right now. Also, if you have any guest recommendations, please uh, just comment on YouTube. See, We want to see who you've got, so uh, give us a, a shout. We'll take a look, and we'll see you next week.